Hey! Hey you! We're steamrolling the building! Get out of here! What? We need to build a new Guardians of the Galaxy-themed ride! What are you talking about? Energy is outdated! We, Get lost! We've been here for years and entertaining people! The children! You ain't relevant anymore! What? Kids want the laser blasts what? and the power stones! Get lost! We, we can do a roller coaster! I mean, look at all the dinosaurs. What are we going to do with them, huh? Throw them in dinosaur. Get out of here. But, but, but Bill Nye the science guy. Kids love Bill Nye. Shut up. <laughs> Nobody loves Bill Nye. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> it's been a while. A, a bit over a year, in fact. But this is the new beginning. This is the new start. What is this, Noah? This is the Most Minded Podcast. And uh, I'm Nicholas Jansen. I'm Noah Jansen. Known collectively as the Duffer Brothers. The uh, the Jansen Brothers. Yes. Um, yeah, a lot has happened since uh, we promised another episode. So this is kind of going to be the, the re- rebirth the retooling the reintroduction to the show yes first off we're going to be getting into some of the news of the past couple weeks starting off with the steven tyler shocker gate controversy and a entire fan base of an attraction just ringing out in anger and disgust well it's horrible what happened and then we're also going to talk about uh, Frozen Ever After and Soaring Around the World, the new attractions at Epcot, because we just recently visited Disney World last month. We're going to be giving a bit of a review on that. Uh, and uh, then we're going to talk about some rumors circling around about Ellen's energy adventure. Yes, as articulated in our uh, reenactment of what actually happened behind the scenes. <laughs> I think I think we've introed long enough. We got to get into the show. So without further ado, here we go. Good one. Disney's MGM Studios, circa 1999, a popular American rock band at the height of their popularity, populated a new first-of-its-kind attraction, Rock and Roller Coaster, starring Aerosmith. The band recorded a pre-show for the ride, where it stayed for 17 years, until one dark and stormy night. Boss! Boss! You, you know the pre-show of Rock and Roller Coaster? Yeah, what's wrong with it? I never noticed this before. What? You, you know when Steven Tyler says, Wait a minute, I love that idea. How about some backstage passes? Yes, it's the best part. What, what about it? Remember when he, when, he puts his, when he puts his hand to his head comically and then and bends that one finger back really weirdly? Yeah, you, classic Steven Tyler. You kind of think he's on a coked out stupor or something after he itches his nose 50 times? Yeah. Did you know that that was actually a sexual act? What? I know, I never even, I never even knew that. 
Well, change it, man, change it. We have the technology. But, but it stayed the same for 17 years and people have barely said anything about it. Why would we change it now? Change it anyways. It worked for Barbara Streisand. That's right, folks. If you haven't heard, Disney has went ahead and done a George Lucas level, what do you call it, recutting of the famous pre-show in which Steven Tyler does oh. what is known as the shocker, <laughs> which, I mean, okay. I knew what that, I knew what that was, but whenever I saw that attraction, I never thought that that is what he was doing. No, not I at just, all. It's very, it's... I just thought it was like a weird Steven Tyler quirk. Uh, but now, 17 years later, Disney has digitally removed the finger going down, and now he just puts his head up to his hand. What do you think of this? I, I don't think... If, if no one's mentioned it until now, which one can assume that they haven't, uh, then I don't see why. Like, I didn't think about that when... Yeah. When watching the show. This is like a, a Star Wars prequel level change. I think it's a better than the prequel level change because it doesn't... Like, it looks weird to me because I've seen the pre-show, but I don't think anyone going in would notice anything different. That's true. From the video, it doesn't look bad per se, but there's definitely something missing. I mean... And it's, and it's weird because I don't know about everyone else who goes on that ride, but... Our, our dad and I, we literally joke about that exact moment. That is the moment of the pre-show that sticks out to us. Whenever yeah. we talk about Rock and Roller Coaster, we that, that, that action comes that up. That moment, which, yeah. like, I don't know. It's clearly missed by a lot of people. Yeah, it's bittersweet. I don't think kids would know what that was. And if, if adults do know what that is, I'm sure they just laugh and kind of keep it to themselves and be like, oh, it's just rock and roll i mean they're singing about sex all the time that's true like so, most of the lyrics as you're going through the entire roller coaster about like yeah, sex I mean, and drug use despite their uh yeah i mean rock aerosmith are still they're beloved in the mainstream you know music world but they still are a rock band i mean there's still certain stereotypes that go with being a rock band yeah but I just think it's hilarious that they changed it and the news yeah. came out of nowhere and then Steven Tyler goes and uh, re responds on Instagram in a humorous post he says well now I am in shock you know I would own up to this doozy way to give me the finger now Walt Disney World 17 years later see you next week here's to the greatest ride at Disney <laughs> which is just the best comeback I've ever heard I mean, it's hilarious. And, um, yeah, he boldly proclaims that it's the greatest ride at Disney World. I, th I think it's funny. His response was pretty funny, to be honest. But this whole thing just raises the question of, you know, the PC conversation that happens all the time, especially with something as family-friendly as Disney. I just see it as something that Disney, like... Someone at Disney must have said something, and then Disney management just started scrambling to, like, fix this. And something that was this small of a deal became a much bigger deal. 
Yeah. And I, we, we were literally there a month ago, like, riding the ride. And it was the same. Was like, nothing had same. changed. And then this story just it came out of the came blue. Came out of nowhere. Yeah. So, I just find it really, really weird. Especially after 17 years. Uh, it's it's kind of baffling. Yeah, I mean, WDW News Today asked if it was ridiculous that they removed it or if it was the right decision. I mean, I think it was absolutely... As, as someone who doesn't care, it's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. Would, I don't have children, but would I show... Would I take my children on this ride and, and show them the pre-show? Yeah, I mean, like millions of people have done it Millions of years. people have done it already, and it clearly doesn't resonate with with anyone exactly on that level. So... I think it's a little bit of overkill. That's just me. Um, but that's really all there is to be to be said about that. They they took it out seventeen years later. It's a very small news story. Yeah, but I'm not it's... sure I understand. It was just really interesting that it happened after all this time that they felt it the took need them seventeen years to make yeah to make the it change. took them my entire life for them to figure it out. Exactly. Oh, very weird. Well, Steven Tyler. We uh we stand in solidarity with you. A moment of silence for Stephen Tyler's finger. Uh, who knows where it's been over the years? God bless, and um, you will be missed forever. Standing in that upright position instead of where you should be, curled to the side on the head. Whew, this this is this is quite this, a shock. This is a, this is an emotional. This is very emotional. Okay, talk about nostalgia all you want. This is a catastrophic change that I just cannot stand behind. This is what Disney fans should be up in arms about and not Guardians of the Galaxy. Exactly. Uh, replacing this, Tower of Terror. This is what we need to talk about. This is what needs to be the, the... This is what needs to dominate the discussion. Well, I have nothing left to say on the subject. No, I feel like we've, we've talked about this more in-depth than any other source has exactly. somehow. We've given it almost too much attention. So yeah. without further ado, we move on. What was that? That was Maelstrom, our attraction celebrating Norwegian heritage. That was so fucking boring. Where was the singing? Where were, where were the cartoon characters? Why I've never seen the Maelstrom movie. There is no Maelstrom movie. It's a celebration of Norwegian culture not based on anything else but the wonderful country of Norway. I'm from America. I'm not even going to go to Norway ever. Why would I ever want to learn about Norwegian culture? Where's all the Frozen attractions? We only have the the, the Princess Hall in Magic Kingdom and the sing-along show in Hollywood Studios. Where's the ride? But, but this attraction has trolls. There's trolls in Frozen, too. That must mean it's Norwegian. But, but Frozen is a fictional kingdom. Change it or I'm never coming back. I am the consumer. I echo the sentiments of people around the world. Change it. Okay. And that is how we got Frozen Ever After, the new ride at uh, Epcot's World Showcase. Okay, so um, on our most recent trip, we got to ride Frozen Ever After. We managed to get a fast pass for it, so we didn't have to wait two hours. 
Yeah, the line the line was actually quite shorter than I thought. I mean, the queue is not actually that extravagant just yeah. to start off. But but the problem with that is that means like if it's really busy, you have to wait outside in the sun. Yeah, especially fast pass was even way down uh towards China. The 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 it goes way down there. It crosses countries' borders. Because I that's how many people want to ride this attraction. I was expecting it to um go into multiple different rooms. It really only goes into um the front area where the the entrance to the old gift shop used to be, and then you basically just enter into one large room only momentarily in the uh Wandering Oaken's shop, which is kind of a room inside a room, which we got stuck in for um, about for about half an hour because the ride broke down. And uh, as a courtesy, I really wish they would turn off the Wandering Oaken speaker because once you hear uh, his his voice, his grating voice, uh, it's really not fun. It stops getting funny pretty quickly. Um, but. After that, and once you finally get on the ride, um, because, half the animatronics I mean, don't work. <laughs> because it's a nice ambient um, kind of, uh, you know, you're in a festival, Arendelle, um, walking through an, a beautiful night in the kingdom, um, a bunch of other sweaty people in the snowy as, realm. As we go through, like, switchbacks in the queues yeah. that ha have been set up in the middle of the street. Just Which much must be must be a real real hazard to traffic. Yes, uh, but once you finally get on the ride, what did you think of it? It was, eh. It's really like, it was fine. The was first fine. time I I kind of liked it. The second time I started realizing how hollow it was. It was it was fairly as far as Disney attractions go. It was it was quite uninspired. It's very bare bones. There's only a few animatronics. Uh, they're mainly against, like, flat, yeah. boring backgrounds. I think of most Disney attractions, especially dark rides, I mean, things like Peter Pan's Flight and um, Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh, they aren't extravagant, but there's there's some depth to the scenes. There's some, you know, scenery. Uh, if, if we're going to go with, a, like, a newer example... The Little Mermaid Dark Ride, which is of course. it's still which kind is of perfect. Perfect, especially the animatronics, uh, yeah. which this one uses the uh, projected face A animatronics. Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, which we have never ever been a fan of. No, uh, even even back when they used it on Buzz Lightyear and Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger Spin uh, in the queue. It, oh yeah, oh yeah, I guess that counts too. Yeah, it, it, it's just kind of awful. It's like. People's faces don't glow. No. Which, that's the main problem. Their faces glow, which is really, like, a glaring problem. Uh, I still think the Little Mermaid animatronics are... Oh, they look way better. Are way better. They're great. Even the way they're animated really well. And speaking of the animation of these animatronics, they keep breaking down because they're so advanced. Particularly the Elsa animatronic has been known to break down and the Olaf, Olaf. at the beginning of the uh, yeah. but the second time we went on both 
the first two Olaf animatronics were broken, broken down. Yeah, luckily Elsa wasn't, which is good because that's a big that's a big centerpiece of the ride. Yeah, exactly. Gordon's. Now I did I really liked that moment. Oh yeah. And the the mist that you go into afterwards. But the second time that didn't work. It was very like light mist, so we could see like the black wall, the black painted walls that we weren't supposed to see. Yeah. Also. I mean, just in general, the use of projection screens, especially in that part, was fair, or leading up to that part, was fairly lazy. Uh, in the original Maelstrom, you go backwards and you see polar bears, and then a giant polar bear raises up. But here, we just see like ice screens of Elsa. That would have been a perfect place to have the like snowman, the like giant snowman, or something. Yes. Yeah, another one of my favorite parts was the giant snowman, and then you go down the the front facing drop but then you just enter into kind of like a generic room empty scene of the kingdom of Arendelle. yeah so i mean and as far as story i mean we talk about the little mermaid ride at magic kingdom and then uh california adventure it's it's very you know it just tells the story of the little mermaid um, condensed a very severely. a very condensed version um but this one tries to act as a sequel because the events of the movie have already taken place, but it just shows different characters singing the songs from the movie. Like, different... The characters who didn't sing them... Like, Olaf sings, Do You Want to Build a Snowman? And then Elsa and Anna sing In Summer at the end. And... And Kristoff's there for, for the for first time in second. forever. Yeah. And... Yeah, for a second. For a second, he has one animatronic. And then you're just like, okay, so what was what was that all about? And, like, the story is very supplementary. I mean, you have some trolls kind of recounting the events of the first movie. Which, they're the best looking in terms of projected faces. Yeah, I mean, it looks... Well, I like Olaf and Sven, personally. I guess Olaf, it's just the yeah, eyes. Olaf and Sven are... Which are forgivable. Um, overall, I mean, it's just a very... I guess it's kind of a lazy reskin of Maelstrom. I was expecting, especially for the time they took to build it, I was expecting something a lot more original. You know, a lot more creative. And, like, we've, we've spent a lot, like, focusing on, like, a lot of negatives. This is still an okay ride, but the problem is it's just okay. Yeah, kids kids will love it, but we we as, you know, emerging adults kind of expect a little bit more from Disney as far as, you know, rewritability. I mean... We wrote it twice, but I wouldn't rush. I just wanted to, like, confirm my opinion on it, so I wanted to go on it one more time. Uh, if the wait is short, I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't wait more than half an hour for this ride again if we didn't have a fast pass. And I'd rather use my fast pass for Soren or Test Track over this because there's a certain expectation you have from Disney, and I just didn't really enjoy it that much. Yeah, I, I echo those sentiments. It's just, I don't know, they could have done so much more. And they took two years, and for what? I mean, what we got really wasn't that great. I mean, yes, the animatronics are impressive how they move, but the faces, the look, faces terrible. look terrible. The backgrounds are boring. A very by-the-books ride. It's... I mean, it's a boat ride just because Maelstrom was a boat ride. There's really no reason it's a boat ride. Yeah. But it is, you know? It In could fact, have... why is it a boat ride? Wouldn't like, in fact, wouldn't it make more sense for Little Mermaid to be, be a boat, boat ride? ride? Uh, why isn't the water frozen? 
Yeah, why, why is it so hot in the building? Oh yeah, the building is like... When we're supposed to be... Really hot. In ice, it was just really warm. The Especially really since warm. like, that rock thing is like, closed. The, the rock work is now like, closed in. So, it's not like Maelstrom, where there was a gaping yeah. hole in the ride. There isn't that anymore, so why is it so hot in that building? Yeah, very odd. Okay. Anyway, overall... On the mouse-minded report card, Frozen Ever After gets a... Uh, I'm gonna go with C. I was gonna say C as well. Frozen Ever After gets a C, as in, see you next time, try better. But that is not the only new thing we got to experience at Epcot. There was another new thing in Epcot, which is surprising because Epcot normally gets no attention whatsoever. Exactly. Uh, here we have uh, Soarin' Around the World, which a, is a just long a, new, overdue, a long overdue new show for Soarin', because having a California-themed ride at Epcot made, made absolutely no, no sense. So now it's been replaced at all of the Disney parks that Soarin' operates in, and um, I think it's for the best. I mean, a part of me will always, always love the original. I was never the biggest fan of Soarin', but I love the music so much. Oh yeah, the music of the original the is, scenery is fantastic. And this one attempts to correct a lot of the kind of mistakes. The glaring problem of Soren. The projector is much better. Uh, the each scene has a transition. Each scene has a transition instead of just awkwardly cutting to the next thing, which I never minded, but I appreciated that they tried to make creative ways and so the ride could flow better. Some Some of these transitions don't work, but most of them do. Um, yeah, so overall, I would say this is a good change. Because um, Disney's all about change, and I think this was a better intention change than A Frozen Ever After was, which was very corporate. Yeah. This felt more organic, and it actually made sense. This felt like a natural progression for the attraction. Yeah, it's like, I mean, this is what it should have been here This the was start. This was rumored for years. Yeah, I, like, I said way back in maybe 2007, 2008, I'm like, why don't, why don't they just fly it around the world? Wouldn't that make a lot more sense? Yeah. And there are some really good, like, scenes here, like, great. The, uh, the Paris Eiffel Tower The Eiffel Tower shot is awesome. Uh, going uh, Africa, Africa, when you're over the uh, savannah, yeah, that's really that's really good. Whatever the one where you go over the ocean is. Oh, that one's... I love that it smells one. like deodorant. Yeah, it, it smells, smells like, like the smells ocean like, breeze scent of deodorant. It smells like Old Spice or something. Uh, something I didn't like was the CGI animals. They look Some of them are really obvious. And I like how in the original Soren, not or something didn't always have to be happening yeah, in every scene. It was like something is always happening. Like in this one, it's like, like oh, a whale jumps up. A whale jumps like up. A polar bear falls polar, in the water. Polar bear falls in the water, and like the ice collapses a bit. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it. Yeah. Those were like ultimately a bit distracting. Like it was just like always something going on. Mm -hmm. uh, the one thing I can think of that was going on. Like in the original Soren, there are like a few things going on, like the jets flying over the desert, or Michael Eisner hitting a golf ball at you. There were a bit fewer like event things happening. Yeah, and it was mostly just enjoying the scenery. I like how the the new score kind of reflects the kind of global idea of the ride. Yeah, like they try to fit like different like 
cultures. Yeah, different into styles of different music. styles of music. Um, I mean, overall, I'm happy with this change. I, I look forward to writing it again. Yep. Also, the uh, the queue line with that interactive game. Oh, the uh, Soren challenge. That makes the line so much more bearable, and actually oh. got us to go on it a second time just because. Just you because know, we like playing the like playing like it just gives you trivia questions. Yeah, which just, is way better than the motion sensor games that uh, they had before. They never worked. Never worked. So that was better. I enjoyed that a lot. So overall. On the, we had fewer things to say about Soaring yeah, Around the World. Mainly it's because better. it was good. Yeah. Um, on the mouse minded report card, Soaring Around the World gets a. A. I'd give it a big old B. Plus. So we will settle for an A minus. Alright, sounds good. Soaring Around the World gets an A minus, and Frozen Ever After, After gets, gets a, a C. C. All right, everybody, that is the uh, that is that segment of the show. Let's move on to our final segment, Rumor Land. So with the inclusion of uh, Frozen Ever After in uh, World Showcase, it seems that Epcot is moving farther away from experimentally prototyping the community of tomorrow. Which, was it ever? No. No. But, not really. um, particularly in Future World, it seems that the entire landscape of Future World is going to change over the next, I'll say, by ten years. It's going to be completely different from what it is now. Plenty of rumors circulate. The biggest rumor of all time. Starting back in June, it was speculated that perhaps Mission Space would be getting a Guardians of the Galaxy overlay, uh, which would make sense because it's that a that has been that has been like exploring space or and making people sick. Yes, for about ten years, over ten years now, and um, it would make sense to then put you in a sickening. Tube, but at least play some good music and, and have and have some bankable actors exactly. in front of you. Um, because in the vein of the ex insane backlash of the closure of the Tower of Terror in DCA, uh, in California, um, the same it, it appears that the same is going to happen here on the East Coast because now. Guardians of the Galaxy possibly falls into a loophole in the Universal contract, so they're saying, okay, if we, excuse me, oh, so they're saying if we can't do an entire Marvel land, we'll just do this property, which was we'll just insanely throw popular. Guardians of the Galaxy in, um, which I don't quite agree with, but I feel like they should wait and like they should either like just buy out like. Yeah, Universal. I, I don't think it makes any sense. Universal's like Marvel deal to put it in Epcot. What the hell do I know? I'm not complaining. Um, but now, the the rumor is a different story. They're saying it could be a roller coaster attraction taking the place of uh, Universe of Energy, Ellen's Energy Adventure, and that could be closing as soon as this fall. Because a few weeks ago we saw sight sight balloons yeah. up. And that Which was is pretty damning for any attraction. Yeah, it looks like they're gonna just rip down the uh, Universe of Energy building. Which is a historic structure. Um, and 
I understand that the universe of energy is a much maligned attraction. Nobody really admits to liking it. I do. We love it. We love it. We, we went on it three, three times, times because we're fairly certain it's going to close. We even we even made sure to sit. There. We even made sure to like sit in different places to get different experiences. Yeah. Um, so we anticipate that it's closing in the near future. Um, whether for a Guardians of the Galaxy ride or something else is um, entirely speculative. I mean, rumors have that they could be porting in the Tron coaster um, or maybe even like putting Inside Out or other Pixar characters in Future World in some capacity. Um, but apparently they're ditching Universe of Energy um, and leaving the empty Wonders of Life building next, next door. door. Uh, this makes... Why does why doesn't anyone do anything with the Wonders of Life building? Is it like cursed or something? Is there a voodoo curse on the Wonders of Life building that they can't use it for anything other than the festival center? I don't know. It's really it's it's baffling. Yeah. So uh, WDW News today reported on August 18th that Epcot's Guardians of the Galaxy ride will be a roller coaster attraction. There is no rumor um, tag on that. It just says, will be a roller coaster Which attraction. Which sounds like a rumor to me. I don't think anyone's anyone's coming out to confirm that. No. But, but if this did happen, it would be the first roller coaster in Epcot. Which is amazing, because it's been around for 30 plus years, and there hasn't been a roller coaster in it. Yeah. Which is really fascinating. But if they don't, if they jump into this, they can't mention Marvel at all. Um, there can be no ties to any other MCU property. It has to be strictly Guardians of the Galaxy. Can they even like? Can they even use the Infinity Gauntlet or like the, like the? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Would, the Power Stone that they have. Would Thanos be in the ride, or is Thanos somehow under? Like, certain characters weren't in the contract, yeah, like, but... Thanos, Thanos isn't just a Guardians of the Galaxy villain. He's a big, bad, like, all-encompassing Marvel villain. It's confusing. And the legal mumbo-jumbo is almost too much to even think about. Yeah. I mean, but this rumor is holds a lot of weight, because when I heard the Tower of Terror rumor, I thought that was absolutely ridiculous. But... Lo and behold, that's happening. That was announced officially. So but no news on a Guardians of the Galaxy ride in Walt Disney World. Our Tower of Terror is safe um, because it would just would not make any sense to put Guardians of the Galaxy at that area of Hollywood Studios unless they were going to do an entirely dedicated Marvel yeah. land. There's enough. There's enough destruction going on. At Hollywood Studios as it is. Hollywood Studios, enough money is being synced into it. There's already not that much to do there. They're not going to close exactly. another thing for like half a so, year to do a... I mean, putting it in Epcot kind of makes sense. And we're going to be seeing more and more IP attractions in Epcot over the years. Replacing these kind of original attractions. Um, you know, Spaceship Earth will become, you know... Uh, I don't know. Maybe insert they, movie, here. movie here. Some sort of, some sort of either Pixar or futuristic movie. Yeah, and we'll be seeing more and more of that over time. 
Future World is gonna go through a complete change. It's gonna mature into something completely different. It's going to emerge a, a butterfly from a cocoon. We've already seen interventions. Completely gutted. Completely fall apart. Like, there's nothing there anymore. Especially with the announcement that they're closing the last, pretty much the last two things in there. And, um... You have the Imagination Pavilion, which has just become a complete dead corpse. It's, with it's the Pixar f short film, film festival, festival, which was kind of okay. They have uh, something to do. Especially the, the Get a Horse uh Yeah, that was very cool short. with the short, the seats that is, around. That is, I think that there's potential to maybe redo PhilharMagic in that style of yeah animation, but... That's a completely different beast. Yeah, and then you have uh, Journey into Imagination, which, which is just one of the most laughably let's, awful let's attractions. Let's face it, there's nobody in the world who likes Journey into Imagination as, as much as, as, as much as I love Figment as a character, what he has become is completely insufferable, and the ride <laughs> is just super boring. Hello! It's just super lame. So, Future World is going to go through some rapid changes. Same with Spaceship Earth. Will Spaceship Earth completely change, or will that always remain yeah, a relic? Our idea of the future is kind of old now, is... despite the Judy Dench narration. Yeah. This will be covered in our future expose on uh, on how to make Epcot, Epcot great again, again, which will be coming soon to a theater near you. Um, but yes, this Guardians of the Galaxy rumor. Do you think it's true? I think it has a lot of validity to it, especially with what we've understood from um, what Frozen Ever After has brought to us and other rumored attractions coming to Disney parks that have that have turned out true. Or do you think like a Tron ride would be a better fit? Or do you think Pixar, like an in, a cool Inside Out attraction, would make a better fit? Should, should we just turn Future World into Pixar Land? I mean, I think that's a bad idea, but if you think that's a good idea... Should I'm... we uh, put Muppets in uh, Future World we like should... there was a rumor about? We should put Muppets everywhere. We should put Muppets in every Disney park. That was our rumor, rumor Land report today. Now, Noah, let's conclude the show! Well, there you have it, folks. That was the comeback episode of the Mouse Minded Podcast. We're back and better than ever with a completely different format. And it's like it's a completely different podcast with the exact same name. We've stolen the husk of the Mouse Minded Podcast from ourselves and built it anew. We have new energy. We're hoping to come out bi-weekly. Bringing you entertaining content in between that bringing you news two weeks late exactly with our unique spin on it um you can follow us on twitter at mouse minded you can listen to the podcast on itunes on soundcloud subscribe to us on youtube you rate rate and review oh my god because apparently do. that helps please i do. don't know that how would, that would be incredible It'd be great uh, you can follow me on twitter at nicholas underscore jansen and uh, follow me on Instagram, Noah Jansen. It's written how it's said. All right, guys. Well, guys and gals, thanks for listening, and thanks for being pals. Uh, join us next time 
where we talk about the future. The future. We must always look forward on this glorious carousel of podcast. Uh, that name was taken, which is why it's not called that. I'm sorry. We Most keep mine spinning around on this carousel of podcast. Remember, don't drink the Splash Mountain water and have a magical, magical day. day.